Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Loga the Barbarian. And today, our guest is Nora. She's the owner of Monkey's Paw. Is it Monkey's Paw Games? Monkey's Paw, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, thanks. Uh, glad to be on. Now, I took a look at some of your stuff you got going on. It's pretty good. It's well done. It's neat. Lots of good hex crawl stuff. I'm into hex crawls. Tell us about what you have available. Yeah, so I started last year. Uh, I really wanted to do something periodical because if there's one thing that I've really noticed a lot about indie RPGs and even even like the OSR stuff is that it's always systems and it's never adventures. There's I and I, I'm personally like I can't keep you. You can never give me enough like hex crawls or dungeon crawls. I got a <laughs> I got a whole shelf of them. So I wanted to start doing something regularly. And uh, I'm also a big hip hop fan, MF Doom fan, uh, RIP to the God. And so he's got, he had these, these beat tracks that are like some of my favorite, especially work listening, the, uh, the special herbs beat tracks. And I was like, kind of looking for something to like a theme to tie things in. And I was like, well, what if I just did a hex crawl or a dungeon crawl for every Doom beat track that he put out? And there's like 80 or 90 of them. I was curious about the names of the yeah. different. So is that where they're coming from? Yeah. So it's all, and that's why they're doom crawls. And that's why they're all so like, I just kind of random about, cause I have all the, all the special herbs uh, LPs and, and I listen to the hell out of those, but um, so that's where they're all, they all have, they all have herb inspired names and they're <laughs> sometimes, sometimes inspired by the, the herb itself and sometimes inspired by things related to it. And sometimes it's just like, I happen to really like that track, but it's been, a lot of fun because a I get to write some sort of system agnostic OSR type hex crawls and dungeon crawls and trying different things as far as like making things bigger or smaller or or uh, or different themes or different vibes like there's there's a sci- there's a couple of sci-fi ones there's some you know classic like dungeon crawling stuff there's some sort of weirder sort of hex crawls and and uh, yeah, they're just, it's just, um, it's a great exercise to do something periodically because that's another thing that I'm kind of obsessed with, you know, like weird, weird science has like a couple of editions of cool interviews and and there's knock and uh, there's, there's like, but I just, any kind of like periodical, like something that every month is going to come out and there's going to be like a little dungeon or, or a, a crawl or a monster or something like I, I love that because it reminds me of like, comic books you know like going to oh, yeah. going to the drugstore <laughs> and and so that's that's kind of what i was getting at with the um with a lot of the aesthetics of the way that i set these up is that they're very inspired by like weird tales old pulp stuff like conan the barbarian and and uh you know fafford and gray mouser and and um you know charles saunders all that stuff like i love i love that old like sword and sandals pulp stuff and uh and that's really what i wanted to try and bring things to from a from a gaming perspective because it's just it's a fun genre to play around with too i i love that stuff i love those conan books it was actually i never read any of the conan books until oh shoot when was it it, it hasn't been that long it's only been a, quite a few years i picked up um i don't even remember what i picked up first oh i got i got the complete works of of, of uh, uh what's his name uh, howard, howard yeah, on yeah, my yeah. nook and I started reading there and then I ordered like and I went out and got some old used copies of some of the older books. And eventually I got the complete works of the complete Conans and oh, I started awesome. reading through those in print and 
yeah, I fell in love with them. They're fun, great little adventures and stories. They're crazy. Oh, yeah. Not what I expected. <laughs> yeah, like they're uh, they're they're lots of fun. Like they, you know, obviously it's kind of like popcorn reading. You know, you can't um, like there as as with anything written a hundred years ago. There's some parts where it's like, oh, but for the most part, you know, it's it's like I'm I'm still a sucker for like like Red Nails is one of my favorite stories ever written. That's such a that's such a great one. Uh, Queen of the Black Coast as well, of course, is is great because like i mean bellet obviously but and tower of the elephant is is just such a a perfect like dungeon crawl you know like it's so good i want to see like i want to see those actual stories done as films one day or at least a I tv know. series like you can't really do two hours of the elephant uh with the tower of the elephant because you know it's not that in depth of a thing <laughs> i don't think you can no. get a whole two hours but you could do 45 minutes to an hour of an adventure yeah, exactly. out of it. <laughs> it's, it's it's basically a really good five-room dungeon. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's pretty much you know, what there's, it is. there's like what climbing the wall, there's the the lions, uh the spider, and then the this the sort of soul trap and the wizard. There you go. And then as with any good pulp novel, you know, you gotta escape the collapsing tower as it all crumbles <laughs> behind and you're left with maybe treasure or maybe not in that one it's not but like that's that's the thing that um it's funny we were talking about sorry uh, i was on uh, appendix end book club the other day and we were talking about ursula legin's uh the tombs of adawan and we were talking about how that's like such a like they go they're in the tombs and then they get a treasure and then they escape like that's that's a conan story right it's just that's a pulp story it's such a it's such a quintessential thing it's so that that um you know it's a great format and i love doing that in dungeon games too you know like to me a really good dungeon is one where like you have to run out of at the end right? <laughs> like it's like you can't stay there because because stuff's going down i just for some reason my, the the image that pops into my mind as you say that is the that was that temple no, was it, that was uh raiders i think at the beginning when indy's running away and the balls yeah. rolling after. yeah exactly the boulders and everything yeah again it's perfect that's great pulp stuff right like that's a lot of fun like now that i think about those indiana jones a couple of those are pretty much like dungeon crawl movies the yeah. closest i've seen <laughs> totally same with um last crusade there's yeah. the traps you know there's the puzzles the invisible bridge exactly. that you have to throw the dust on i love that stuff yeah that's fun yeah. let's see and I've I've said this before, and now I'm getting completely off track. I really want to see some sort of D and D series or film mm. or something that focuses on the dungeon crawl itself as like the crux of what we're doing here more than anything else. I think that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, just like a just like a like you said, like a 45 minute, just like okay, this week's dungeon, you know, they're going in to steal. Ruthie of Asmodian and, and uh, <laughs> you know, there's like some lava traps and a, you know, a demon or something. And then, yeah, that would be, a, that would be a fun show. You know, you get your, it, it'd be kind of like the, the old D and D cartoon. Yeah. Do you start to be, you know how they have like the little intro section before they start playing the credits and the yeah. intro section will just be like a minute of explaining why we're going into the dungeon and then boom credits roll and we're in the dungeon <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> go straight to it get right there yeah that'd be a fun 
I'd like to know a little bit more about the dungeons and the hex crawls that you've got going on right now. <laughs> yeah. So the most recent one, I'm a little, I, I've been doing them every month, but you know, some months it's, it's easy to fall behind and get ahead and stuff. And so the last one that I put up with shallots, which is the one that I think I'm most proud of, all of this stuff is, is just like, it's nothing that I spend money on. Basically. Like I, I use a lot of um, Dyson maps. So shout out to shout out to Dyson logos for providing really cool stuff for people uh, for their commercial projects and everything. But so this tomb that I did, it's, it's uh, you know, your usual, like it's a, it's a tomb full of undead, but um, I did it in speaking of dungeons that you have to get out fast. It's like a frozen tower and the ice is melting. So the water level is rising as the dungeon keeps going, as the dungeon warms up. And so it goes from like, you know, like ankle deep water to all of a sudden, like you might have to be swimming in the lower levels, especially if you, you know, you've got a wizard that's getting a little too, uh, a little too overzealous with the fireballs. So that one was a lot of fun. And that one's shallot, shallots. Yeah. That's the one I did in December. Now there was a, there was also, you have, uh, there was one that really caught my eye. That wasn't one of the, I don't know if that was even a periodical one, but it was this, the chalice is that what it was called yeah it's uh that's a a journaling game that i wrote that's just updated and i'm working on getting it ready for print you know getting some actual editing and stuff because i'm sure i made a million typos in that manuscript that one's a lot of fun because i'm i'm a sucker for arthurian myth and legend and storytelling and i'd never run i'd never written a, a journaling game before so um i got to like you, you use a tarot deck to generate story prompts for the story of your night while you're looking for the Holy Grail, which was a lot of fun and also very difficult because there's what 78 cards in a tarot deck. So writing 78 story prompts that but it, it's a great writing exercise. And it's something that um, there's story prompts that like, even if you, you say you played chalice once you wrote down your story and then you're like, okay, that was fun, but I might not use that again. I mean, story prompts are just like, dungeon rumors or like plot seeds for other games right oh like it's yeah. just that's all it is so oh yeah so it, it was good practice for me writing those but also i mean i don't know about you but i can never there's it's very rare that i read a, a an rpg book that i don't have ideas from and i feel like that's mostly what i'm looking for in games now because i mean i play the same games every week uh and have for a long time so i'm not really looking for a new system so much as i'm looking for New ideas. Books. Yeah, books that give me new ideas. So so that's, you know, another thing that I'm I'm kind of hoping that with writing periodical stuff and periodical releases, like they're small ideas, but they're easy to extrapolate from. And I think like even if you, you know, you play one of these once, like one of these hex crawls, maybe, especially one of the shorter ones, you're like, okay, well, you know, we we breeze through that really quickly, but there was a cool encounter or there was a an interesting NPC that came up, and then maybe that comes up more times in a campaign or or maybe that just like hmm i would have i would have done this differently i'm all about writing toolkits and providing options and inspiration for people i think that's a big part of rpg writing that like sometimes gets lost in in people trying to write cool mechanics it's you gotta have cool ideas first the uh the periodicals that you're putting out is are they system specific at all or is it pretty much anything that uses hit dice you can very easily adapt them. I sort of wrote them for my system, which honestly, Pink Hack is just my favorite things about Into the Odd, combined with my favorite things about OD&D 
and Old School Essentials and uh, also Jared Sinclair's Vanilla Game. And like, really, what is a system but a series of house rules that you wrote into a book? It, like, there's they're specifically written for that. But I mean, you could you could play it in in OSC, you could play it in DCC, BX, you know, whatever. Basically, like, they're not they're they're pretty much anything that uses a D20. There are so many systems now, especially like little retro clones and new school exactly. clones. That's like, yeah. If it's vaguely fits, I'm not looking for, like I said, I'm not looking for a new system, even though we kind of explore them a lot in the show. But for my home game, I'm not looking around for new systems as much as I'm looking for content to run with my game. So I'm always like stuff that has like hex crawl stuff or little adventures and things like that and little monsters I can use. Best thing about a monster is just the idea of the monster that's unique. The stat block can be anything stat block in my book. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like Anything you, you, can be a goblin. A goblin can be anything. I think that's oh, something yeah. that was in the knock, I, but I've, I've been doing that for years. Just at some point in time, we had little Shih Tzu centaur type creatures running around in our campaign. It was just the goblin stats. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Like I used to, I ran... Um, and it's that's not even just for like these kind of sort of elf games. Like I ran a I ran a dark heresy campaign for a lot of years. I would just take the stat blocks from things that I thought were vaguely appropriate and I would put it on whatever. So it'd be like an alien or something. And I'd be like, oh, I just took that from the the cultist stat block in the back of the book. But like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Nobody sees those numbers. You know, right? Like he doesn't nobody knows that your centaurs are cr2 or or whatever they are it's just like oh this is what they do to be 100 percent honest there are many times when i'm just like okay i feel this should be an armor class of whatever and have sometimes i don't even write the amount of hit points i'm like i feel this should be hit maybe four times and it's dead so i'll yeah. act like i'm taking and and my group assumes that i have something over here for a stat block but i don't i got a number you gotta hit and the guy, how many times you got to hit it? That's it. And I mean, honestly, like if it keeps if it keeps the game flowing and it keeps combat flowing, what's the difference, really? Like it's, it's like, yeah, does it? Um, what's the difference between a combat uh, a goblin being HD one and a goblin being like, oh, if you hit it once, really good, it's it's out, right? Like, like what's what's the difference between five and six hit points? Yeah, it's really. not a lot. Yeah. Really. <laughs> I mean, unless you're a level one wizard, then then it's a big <laughs> difference. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that might be a big difference. But for but for enemies, yeah, usually like well that's and that's the thing. It's like um what I love about HD as a as a thing is that, you know, if you tell me that a a monster is HD four, that's kind of all I need to know about it i'm like okay that's like reasonably dangerous it's not a pushover it's not super hard it maybe has like a special ability or something i'm just gonna average that to you know because i i use d6s for for hit dice right so four times four it's probably got about 16 health or you can hit it four times it's done (laughs) right and there you go like like that's just it like a monster stat doesn't have to like i see you know i've got friends that are doing stat blocks for for 5e monsters and i'm like i'm so sorry friend because that looks like so much work yeah because it's a page it's a page long and i'm like oh that's so much work for you to have to think up all these things and (laughs) reference all these things and i'm just over here just like oh it's a beast man it's got two hit dice and a spear yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, there we I go. agree. That's all I need for my monsters. We're coming about on time. 
Could you tell our listeners where they can find your works and where they can get some of it? Yeah. So you, if you look up Monkey's Paw Games on Drive Through RPG or on Itch.io, I'm pretty easy to find. And also at just www.monkeyspawgames.com. I do a web store for other people's mostly zines, some some slightly larger things. It's Canadian based. So if you live in Canada, the shipping is cheap. If you don't live in Canada, the shipping is not cheap. But I mostly sell just like, you know, a lot of Troika zines, some, some uh, OSE zines, a lot of mothership stuff, just like things that you can't normally find in Canada because apparently other than me and Ratty and Cantati and um, Four Rogues. Nobody really sells like nerd stuff in Canada. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we're it. You got to order from the States. As always, if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please leave us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. We're pretty active there. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon now. Any support you can give us, we'd really appreciate. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And keep those dice rolling.